here we go. We're going in. We got a debate right around the corner. We got an election right around the corner. It's all been building to this. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Michael with the Loftus Party Podcast. We got the Liberty Gypsy on the other end of the line. She tells me, you guys, this is what she tells me. She says she's got tings to say. So I, yeah, I I'm got gonna, one right now. <laughs> you just got one locked and loaded right out of the gate. I think we're 60 mm-hmm. seconds in and the mm-hmm. gimlet is loaded. For, well, hit me. Hit me, woman. There's not going to be a debate. What? You Dude, think he's gonna bail? right now. He's going to bail? Right now. As Okay, first of all, he's had lit press lids seven out of the last 14 days. Okay. This is true. This is true. All right. I go through my Twitter feed right before we came on the air. Do you know who Jake Tapper's interviewing right now? I, I probably his brother or uh, the ghost of Vladimir Lenin. So who who's who does Tapper have on? Jill Biden. Jill Biden is doing all of the traditional press avails where you can't use a teleprompter. That that makes sense to me. That makes sense. So you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm still coming back to. So you think Biden is going to ban? What would his excuse be? He tested positive for COVID. Ooh. So he would, and that would be a falsehood. Or they could just manipulate the test so he could he could have a false positive. Ooh. I see. Now I'm I'm on the other side of it here. I think. Uh, I think there will be a debate, and here's why. Because, and and I think that the, the, what they're doing is they are uh, they're all Biden has to do is stand there and talk, and not ramble too much, and he's going to look great. I think Trump the expert end that in thirty seconds. Okay, how how. All Trump has to do is talk about the report on Hunter Biden and Joe gets combative. He he challenges people to fights. He like gets in their face. Like, I think if Trump goes straight for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. With the Hunter Biden stuff like in his opening remarks, I think Biden will take a swing at him. <laughs> this is too funny because I'm I'm looking at my my podcast notes. I do I do have a little list of things that I want to talk about. Blah 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 blah. The debate is number one, and and then I, I have a little side note that says Biden's only hope is to make Trump mad. So I think it's going to be like uh, a pro wrestling thing because seriously, uh, Biden doesn't have a leg to stand on. He can. He can come after Trump for anything. And Trump is my only concern. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago was the whole uh, health care thing, Obamacare thing. I think Biden can still get some traction off of that. But uh, Trump has made every effort to, you know, step up his, oh, we're going to have another form of health care and it's going to be awesome and pre-existing conditions. I think Biden's only hope is to make Trump mad, to, like, get him upset. And so but I mean. I, Go ahead. I've almost never seen that happen. Oh. Like, he'll go back and forth with the press a little bit, but I've never seen him get, like, rip shit pissed. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And, I mean, I think with Biden, he thinks Biden is so freaking addled that Trump is just going to stand there and grin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Seriously, that's what you're coming at me with? Yeah, I I hope so. I hope so. It'll be interesting. I think it will I think it will happen. If if Biden ducks out, it just it looks really bad. It looks Whoa. really bad. But COVID's the perfect excuse. It is. It is it is. Now, did you hear about Trump wanting a drug I, test I don't know after what the debate? Yeah, I heard that. But I mean, Nancy Pelosi was out there Friday saying he shouldn't debate. (laughs) I mean, this has been going on for like a month and a half. And so Nancy's newest excuse is Trump has no regard for the Constitution 
And yes. he's appointed this woman and Joe should have nothing to do with him. Okay. They, they had this story on uh, CBS this morning that I, I was just uh, shocked by. They were talking about the debates and how, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this about uh, Eisenhower. They, they had a clip of uh, old Dwight Eisenhower saying that a sitting president shouldn't take part. Like a sitting president should not take part in the debates because they have to deal with facts and they can't just make stuff up like, like uh, you know, your challenger would. Like you Joe know. Biden can and has right. been for the entire election. Yeah. Right. And how the challenger isn't isn't privy uh, to the facts. And boy, right. this CBS News reporter was like, but facts aren't a problem for Donald Trump. He he has started a whole industry on fact checking. He doesn't know what, what the facts are. He can only and I was it was like this giant just uh, smear campaign. It was like it started with this like little historical. Oh, here's why Eisenhower thought you shouldn't debate. And then it instantly pivoted to Donald Trump does nothing but lie. It was shocking. Well, but I mean. You don't understand when you're like fact checking and I'm reading your fact checking. You've actually fact checked a joke. Yes. Yes. Like when you start fact checking jokes to build it, like, I mean, I saw the dumbest poll today. Do tweeted tell. out by the New York Times. Yeah. What were it they? What do they want? 60% of Americans want no restrictions on abortion. There is not a poll in the world that has ever said that. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's who, actually who, the flip. About yeah. 61% want restrictions after the first trimester or only allow it for the health of the mother or not at all. May, maybe <laughs> they were. 12% want no restrictions whatsoever. That's like. Every poll for the last four years. Maybe they were polling uh, Planned Parenthood employees or the, the or the descendants of Margaret Sanger. It said the poll. I'm, I'm just sitting here going. The poll said people want unrestricted abortion at 60 percent. A majority of Americans want a national mandate and more lockdowns if they're necessary. And I'm just reading this and going Oh my God, did you just go to some coffee house in Brooklyn and do this? Like what? <laughs> we went to a horrible neighborhood and asked uh, a bunch of pimps <laughs> this question. I mean, I'm just sitting, I'm sitting here going, nobody, like if Joe Biden tried to do a national mask mandate, like Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Alabama, Utah, South Dakota, we'd all secede from the union. You can't do that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and yeah. DeSantis has already come. He, he actually said on, I think it was Martha McCallum the other night. Yeah. He was talking about lifting the final restrictions in Florida. So, they're, I mean, they've been pretty open through the whole thing. Yeah, he's um, done a good job. But yeah, he's done a good job. And, I mean, so has Brian Kemp. We've been open. We haven't, like, rolled back anything. The only thing we're doing now is socially distancing at high school football games. I mean, that's okay. Um, but so he's lifting the final restrictions and he's on there. He's like, people are making such a big deal about this. Florida hasn't been closed, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so she asked him at the end, she's like, what is the percentage chance that Florida would go into another lockdown? He said zero. Not even a prayer in hell. (laughs) Good for them at this point, at this point. And this to me just seems like science, and maybe it's just me being uh, just a, a goofball armchair quarterback. But but hasn't Sweden done very well? I mean, and I know it sounds like I'm joking around because you always hear like we should be more like Sweden, you know, and that's always the big liberal talking point with socialism and blah 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 blah. But but it seems like Sweden's doing really well, and it's been half a year. It's been half a year. So I don't think we should what emulate heard, the countries who are still getting walloped. Well, yeah, what I heard is there's this resurgence in France and Germany and England and everything else, right? Yes. But Sweden hasn't seen an uptick. I, I think they've reached herd immunity. That's I think they did it. I think they did it weeks ago. 
And so for us to stay on the same course of action where we might have to lock down again, and I guess the, the, the latest numbers, I guess the latest guess is they think only 10% of the population uh, of the U S has like tested positive for the antibodies or whatever, but we got to get that up to 40. Well, no. And we may not be able to, because I've never been so livid in my entire life as I was when I saw Dr. Fauci yelling at Dr. Rand Paul. Did you catch that? I saw the fallout from that. I was at I was at work. I was I was finishing up work on the on the series. But so I just saw everybody was claiming victory. I saw people on the left going, "Ooh, Fauci schooled him. Fauci schooled him." And then I saw people Fauci on the right just going, lied. "What did he say? What happened?" Rand Paul was questioning him and said, "Look, New York City, you know, about twenty two percent." With the research on T-cell immunity, meaning people who are never going to show antibodies because they're never going to catch the virus, okay? All righty. It's basically, you've been exposed to other coronaviruses, your body sees something pretty similar, and it comes in and goes, pew, 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 okay? Yes. It's your long-term immunity, not your short-term immunity, which are the antibodies they talk about. Yeah. And, like... All kinds of, there's been like five or six studies that confirm this. They originally went looking to see if people who had SARS would be immune to COVID. And they found there were a whole lot more people that would have some active immunity to COVID because, and they actually identified the part of the virus that, that the T cells were reacting to. Fauci comes out and says, well, there's one study that says that doesn't happen. What? Rand Paul was actually questioning him, like, why does New York need to be shut down? You know, if we have a, a portion of the, the population that has T-cell immunity and we know that 22% of New Yorkers have had it, is their, is their low case rate really a reflection of their mitigation efforts? Or have we just reached the point where they're probably okay? And Fauci just went off. Wow. I mean, he was, and I mean, he's just lying. What, what, then what they was... put some stupid study. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. In the New England Journal of Medicine that has not been peer-reviewed, okay? It mm-hmm. says, masks are as good as a vaccination. What? It, this, is, this is a problem. This I'm is like a, a, a really... big problem. When you, when you politicize, like, science, that's where... That's where everything's supposed to stop, you know, at, with like, okay, that's science, that, that's, that's gravity, that is the speed of light, that is how sound wave works. This whole like going back and forth, I am just, I, I've had enough, like I have some evil thoughts or what people would think is evil. Like, I mean, you have, you have, I want to, like, I just want to open up the doors and just go for it. Everybody just go for it. Let the yeah. chips fall where they may. We got to go for it. Here's what I want. Give us the ability to go for it. Give us the accurate information and we can all determine our own personal risk. Yeah. We do that every single day. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's crazy though, but. You see people who are, and I, I don't, I, you see people who are just completely still just, uh, just terrified, just terrified. And then there's the whole, because uh, they watch you know, CNN. Yeah. And then there's the whole virtue signaling of it all. Oh my gosh. The virtue signaling. <laughs> I'm wearing the mask and the gloves and the gown and I well, it's just, it's boring. Can, can I just tell you the funniest thing I saw in this whole yes, exchange please. between Paul and Pouchy? So who I, I think it was Martha McCallum. Again, I could be wrong. Um, but she plays a clip of Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN, basically thrashing yeah. Rand Paul to Rand Paul. And he, the camera comes back to Senator Paul and he's just grinning. He's like, Dr. Gupta, really? <laughs> I mean, that dude hasn't touched a patient in like a decade. That's hilarious. That's hilarious.
Oh my god! Like I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the CNN hired gun for a hundred, Alex. He might be promoting a narrative. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the CNN retired dermatologist. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what what Gupta's specialty was. That's just it. You throw doctor in some in front of somebody's name, and then you kind of listen, and then they're all they're all saying the same thing. It's all the science of it. No, and this study, and oh, the peer review. And I'm just like Joe Basic. I'm still hung up on hydroxychloroquine, right? Like. If you take hydroxychloroquine, do you have a better chance of living? Like how many people, do more people live when they're treated with that than die? That's that's the ultimate in, in my book. Outpatient study just came out. Peter Navarro tweeted it. And what did outpatient. it say? It said, absolutely. It makes a difference early in outpatient. So we were saying we've never tested it outpatient. Why? The hell not. That's the easiest place to test it. Yeah. And and with all these, oh, we need the peer reviews and we need the double blind studies and this and that. It's like there's we if we would have been going with this when we had the first opportunity, just like, OK, somebody somebody just marked down if somebody, you know, gets hydroxychloroquine and then kicks the bucket and then we'll just keep a running tally. We'll just make scratch marks on the wall like we're prisoners counting the days. How many people die? How many people live? What's in the bigger category? Live? Okay, let's get, let's go with that. Seriously, I don't care if, if they're saying take a bath in tomato juice. Like, <laughs> If you live, if more people live, let's do that. I, this whole thing Chris is Cuomo's just... Chris wife says bleach. What, she's saying bleach now? <laughs> that was a while ago. Like her blog had how you're supposed to bathe in bleach to rid yourself of toxins and everything else. Like, oh, she's yeah. Crazy. She's yeah. crazy. Yes. And there's... Oh, my God. They're doing some new study. Remember when they were all making fun of Trump wants you to inject yourself with bleach. Trump wants you to swallow a light bulb. Well, you know, that there is like a some university or some medical experts doing something with like you know, ultraviolet light on the inside of, uh, it's crazy. Which is technically a disinfectant, and he said disinfectant. He never said bleach. Yeah, yeah, it's all I, I mean, so... it just, it's all so, it's all like, like, oh, God. Well, you oh, have well. to, I mean. So then, so then they have, you know who Dr. Scott Atlas is, right? No, I don't. I do Dr. not know Atlas... Scott Atlas is. Is from the Hoover Institution. He was the head of some kind of department at Stanford University Hospital, and now he's a health policy expert. Okay. So, research-based dude, Trump put him on the coronavirus task force as well to kind of counterbalance Dr. Fauci, right? Yeah. And so they come up to him, him after this exchange between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Atlas is like, I, we have six studies that say people have T-cell immunity. I don't even understand why this is under discussion. You want us to follow the science? We're following the science. He says, I'm not here to give you one perspective or another. I'm here to tell you the truth and what studies have actually found. I like this guy. He's awesome. And they're trying to bury everything he says. They take his YouTube videos off when he's interviewed. I mean, it's just disgusting. That is a, a much bigger concern. It it, it really is. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Tucker Carlson did a thing. Remember the, there was all those doctors on the steps of the something something. Mm -hmm. And there was that one. One of uh, them is a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it the was it the black lady with the the ghost semen and the no, demon? No. Well, they took all of those videos down, like all of those, because she wasn't mm -hmm. like the the voodoo lady wasn't the only lady out there. There was a bunch of other doctors. Your friend was out there. I didn't I didn't realize your friend was there. Who's your friend? Doctor Barber. Doctor Barber. Do you, yep, does Doctor Barber also Anna. cut your hair? No. See no. what I did there? That's called wordplay, Gimlet. See, Barbour. Oh, it's B-A-R-B-O-U-R. <laughs> oh, ooh, Barbour. <laughs> ooh, that's way. very French. They will trim your bangs and your pubes. I am Dr. Barbour. <laughs> so you, how do you know Dr. Barbour? Um, because I reached out to him to interview him after I figured out he was there. 
I, uh, he, uh. We followed each other on Twitter for a while. He happens to be an Atlanta-based physician who is also a conservative. So, so, so what does Dr. Barbour feel about having those video, all those videos taken down from YouTube and all those other places? Um, in my discussions with him, he's actually more concerned. I mean, he thinks that is bad enough, but he's more concerned with the um, interference in the doctor patient relationship. This is the first time in anybody's memory that you've actually had pharmacy boards and governors say you can't prescribe this medication. Oh, um, that's, that's a terrifying notion. That is a terrifying and, notion. And, and that, that's what he said, we're, we're looking at such a severe level of government interference in medicine at this point. If that's something that continues, um, it, it's very, very scary. Yeah. And, uh, how I would put, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, you know, he's he's one of the rare physician that actually owns his own practice. So he's not attached to a hospital system or other things. Um, he has he has uh, what do you call it where you can go into the hospital to see your patients. Yeah. Um, you know, the ability to do that at several local hospitals. But he uh, he owns his own practice and his own day surgery center. So he he doesn't have the same kind of thumb that like the other Dr. Simone Gold did. She actually got fired. Shoo-wee. See, that's wow. a scary that's a scary thing that like uh, some governor can just go, yeah, this medicine is off the table or some pharmacist can go. Yeah, we're not going to let you have that. That's really not it's good. Not However, good in the in the bigger if I'd have to give that one. That's definitely in my top five, maybe my top three. But numero uno is just uh, Google and YouTube just making information disappear. Just going, no. You don't get to see that. You don't get to see, it. and that. And this isn't like uh, you know some some video of a guy fixing his car who says something racist. This is uh, this is this is science. This is medicine. This is information, and you want an informed public. And I will remind everyone as we go into our first break that uh, in the in the in the top, I think it's the top, the number three reason, the number three cause of death in these here United States are medical mistakes. So mm -hmm. it it pays to be informed. It pays to be your own advocate. And I'm sure doctors hate it when people come in and they go, hey, give me, you know, guitarosphere, give me 20 milligrams. Okay, dude, you honestly don't know what you're talking about if I gave you that, blah, 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 blah. But at least you can ask. At least you can ask. And when Google and YouTube are just making information disappear, what else? Can they make disappear? What else is out there that you've never even heard of? Because if it doesn't exist on YouTube and if it doesn't exist on Google, does it exist at all? Think about that, you guys. We're going to play a couple ads and we're going to come back. We got some uh, some thoughts on Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, that's right. The notorious ACB. It's hard being a Democrat. You gotta make tough decisions like, do I vote for a socialist who'll destroy the economy, or do I vote for a socialist who's totally insane and who'll destroy the economy? Well, for the rest of us, here's an easy one. Donald Trump. It's a fact. In Trump's America, more people are getting a paycheck than ever before. Six million new jobs in three years. That's one new job every 12 seconds, 250 an hour, and three billion in value every day. No wonder the guy's filling stadiums. Trump ain't raising the bar. He is the bar. It's payday. Keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. It's the second part of the show. It's the B Block. It's the second part of the show. We were talking politics during the break. 
I know. Go figure. We were talking a little politics. We were talking a little bit about Hunter Biden, uh, which he, he's he's an, a political animal. He's politics adjacent. And, and you brought up, uh, Gimlet, a very good point that they've been keeping a lid on Kamala Harris. And I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. And here's the thing, uh, or one of the things, I believe. It's they learned their lesson from uh, from Hillary Clinton. They learned their lesson from Hillary Clinton. She was a much better candidate on paper. And when people weren't listening to her and, pe- and she wasn't out there giving speeches, she had a much higher likability factor. And Kamala Harris, there's something about that chick. You just feel it. You feel it. And I'm not talking about conservatives, people leaning right of center. I'm talking about the, the Democrats could feel it too. Just like, mm-mm, no, nope. Something about that chick just ain't right. It just isn't there. If you take away, if you take away her, uh, we need to have a serious conversation about that. It's time for us to have a conversation. If you put a shock collar on her and she got zapped every time she said, we have to have a serious conversation, she would have no responses to anything. She doesn't stand for anything. All you, you just constantly catch her in uh, half-truths and lies, and to think that she was responsible of doling out justice at any point in time is is a terrifying notion, and my heart goes out to anybody who was brought up on uh, charges on Kamala Harris or by Kamala Harris, when she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, if you... We used to smoke weed and just listen to Snoop Dogg and do. Meanwhile, she's putting people in jail for smoking weed. That is just that to me is just that's just pissing in somebody's Cheerios. Talk about, oh, yeah, I love to get high and sit around and listen to Snoop Dogg. Meanwhile, putting people in jail for getting high and listening to Snoop. When he hadn't really recorded anything yet. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, I listened to Snoop in college. No, it wasn't out yet. It wasn't out yet. Her dad came out and said, that's crap. Oh, her dad. Do they Do they even speak anymore? Her I dad's been no idea, very vocal. But, but I mean, she, she, um, when her parents divorced, her mother moved her and her sister to Canada. Wow. So, but I mean, this great stuff, this great stuff is going on because they're putting lids on Biden at least every other day, right? Yeah. And now they're pushing Kamala out there, but only with Barack Obama. Yeah. So they're going to do fundraisers together. They're making a video to share thoughts about Joe Biden. Like, really, guys? And, And I'll ask you this, Gimlet. Uh, who's Kamala Harris's uh, favorite living rapper? Who's her favorite rapper who's still Tupac. alive? Yes. Yes. So uh, she be lying. Like even I know Tupac E. Dead. So is, uh, so is Biggie. So is, which this is great. The notorious B.I.G. This is perfect because, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were always talking about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, she's the notorious uh, RBG, notorious RBG. And somebody, some blessed soul on the Internet of Things started calling uh, Amy Comey Barrett ACB, the notorious ACB. And the left wing blue checks on Twitter were losing their mind. Somebody's already made a shirt. Somebody has already made a shirt where she's wearing the crown and it says Notorious ACB. I couldn't love it more. I could not love it more. Well, I did a little research. What? That's so so unlike you to do a deep dive into data. A day-to-day deep dive. No, I'm like, Notorious RGB. You know, I've been alive for... The entire time that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been on the Supreme Court and sentient for the most part. Okay. And I don't ever recall the notorious RGB until somewhat recently. Do you know when that really ramped up? It was Uh, at the end of Obama's term when Hillary didn't win. And I think it was 
kind of to keep her motivated with this huge fan base and to rally, you know, like superstar status around her because yeah. RBG was not a big deal. <laughs> like for what was she on the court for 27 years for like 20 of them. She was just a justice. And then she didn't resign when she got cancer the first time when a Barack Obama had the house and the Senate, when they lost the Senate, they realized, Oh crap. We're never going to get another one like her through. Right. Yeah. And it like the celebrity thing kind of rolled from there. Like, I mean, she, her specialty was administrative law. That was what her big deal was. I would not very sexy. Yeah, I would love to be educated on this. Like, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe there was some real super cool, uh, sexy, awesome decision that she made that the world was just crazy topsy-turvy before she came down and bravely stood alone and suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. But, like, I haven't. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah, which is like another it, this is like I I always try to as my little brain rotates. It's like in the in the previous segment we were talking about, you know, what's scarier, you know, the some government bureaucrat telling your doctor he you can't prescribe medicine or uh Google and and YouTube telling the world that your stuff doesn't exist and it, it so if it, if it doesn't exist on the internet, it doesn't exist at all. Like with the RBG thing, like Think about that for a second, you guys. That's it's really when it's like uh, it's like Citizen Kane crap, where someone in some darkened room goes, "We're gonna turn her into a hero." Here's what we're gonna start calling her: lift her up. We need to idolize her. Hey, we should make a movie. Like there was a movie out about her. Two of them. Two. There was a documentary. And then there was the, like, major motion picture release. Yeah, which... It went out on Christmas Day. Yeah, and, and like, seriously, am I, I... I guess whatever social thing, oh, men and women are being treated differently in this area. Am I, am I supposed to be surprised that in, in, in 1949 that there were some sexists in America? Is that... Is that Am I supposed to be shocked that like, oh, no, I mean, we all watched Mad Men like, no, little lady, that's a man's job. Did that crap? Yes, it happened. But it was like, it doesn't happen now. Right. It's like we're evolving. And the and, and this idea that that, oh, she bravely fought for like, no, that was it was happening on its own. It was happening organically. And just like. The thing that scares me is when the the media like tries to make heroes and they and they they love doing it and they know I've been around the movie business and and the entertainment business and I'm learning more about the film business but Hollywood producers if if they know what they're doing they they instinctively know and from the track record and their successes they know how much a movie cost what what it'll make is it worth doing? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you'll have movies. Occasionally you'll get like a sleeper where, oh, it only cost 30 million and it made 200 million. That's what you always want. But like right now, like I would love to, and I should, I should look at Box Office Mojo to see like, what did that art, what did that Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie cost? What did it bring in? Because someone is making that thinking, I don't care if it loses money. To get the message out is the most important thing. And they're doing that again right now with uh, this Showtime thing. The Comey rule that premieres. Oh, uh, God. I, okay. Something you need to know about me. Nothing (laughs) makes me laugh harder when people take a, a subject matter and, and they treat it with all sincerity, with all earnestness. They're really trying to make something good, and it falls. Like, there was a, there was a show on NBC 
Steven Spielberg was one of the producers, and it was called Smash. And the first season of that show is some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. They were writing a Broadway show about uh, Marilyn Monroe, and here's a real, it's what Broadway is really, and it's behind it, and everyone was so serious, and it was an all-star cast, and Angelica Houston, and it, the dialogue was so horrible, the characters were so two-dimensional, it was hilarious. And if you have seen the promos for the Comey rule with J- Jeff Daniels, and uh, the one-eyed groundskeeper from Hogwarts as Donald Trump. It looks hilarious. It looks hilarious. The guy playing Trump is so over the top. Jim, I want you to come over and have dinner. It's like he might as well be a cartoon shark. It's hilarious looking. And then Jeff Daniels is... He's walking in to the White House. It's like a close-up of his hand. Then he's shaking, and he barely has the courage to open the door because he got invited to dinner. With, with, oh, like, my God. He's the, he's the head of the FBI in the White House. He's but like he's seven ter- feet tall, too. Oh, and he's terrified. He's terrified of Donald Trump. Anything could What's going to happen when I open that door? I am so gonna hate watch that tonight, and it's gonna, You're gonna hate watch it. Oh yeah, that looks. I'm so glad we we stumbled into this part of the conversation because that is that is like hall. It looks like Hall of Fame level. Like, uh, <laughs> what's what's the movie they show at midnight uh, around the and it's oh my gosh, Picture Rocky show? Horror. This could be Rocky Horror. <laughs> For the right, campy and ridiculous. Yes. Oh, it's no. It's so earnest. They mean it. They really want people to be terrified. But they've gone so far. It's like, it's like a B movie. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Okay. So like, Comey. Yes. The Comey rule. Yes. And we just got all these texts. Oh, yeah. About how everybody knew this was bullshit from day one. Yes. And they ran with it anyway. So what exactly is the Comey rule? I guess the Comey rule is when Donald Trump asks you to, for dinner, you try not to pee your pants. I mean, is this like a movie or a series or what is this? I think it might be a, uh, a mini series. Uh, this might be part one tonight. But, uh, yeah, Jim Comey is just this shucks and golly, and I just want to defend the Constitution and holy smokes and how, oh, my goodness gracious, what are we going to do? Jim, I want you to have dinner close up on the hand shaking way too hard. I demand loyalty. It's really, he might as well, they, they they, they should have hired the shark from Finding Nemo to play Donald Trump. It's it's so over the top. I can't who, like, makes this stuff? That's what I'm saying. I would love to see who the producers are and what Showtime paid for this. And this goes back to the message. This is part of playing the long game. The message is the most important thing. We don't ca- We don't care if it loses money because... If we just convince a handful of handful of people, and then those people will convince a handful of people, and and you have you have to have it. They know it's propaganda. They don't care because it works. Look where we are now. How did we get here? We got here through crazy ass propaganda and people teaching this insane uh, America was was born on the the backs of slaves and Americans, we're inherently racist and we're an evil country and all that stuff. And conservatives took it and we never pushed back. And everybody's like, I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even going to watch the Academy Awards. You know what? I'm not even going to watch the Emmys. They're crazy. I'm not even going to watch. I'm not even going to watch. Well, while you were busy not watching, they were changing the culture. 
And while you were busy going, well, my kid's not going to go to public school. My kid's going to go to this school. Yeah, you have to look out for your own first. I respect that. However, because we didn't stand up and insist that this crap wasn't taught in schools, you, you've got a couple generations. And now they're, they're, they're to the level where they're the professors. Not only are they the teachers in the, in the public schools, and, and they're running the public schools, they're, they're running the universities. So all you people who are like, I'm not even going to watch, you better start watching and you better Did start you? participating. Did you? I'm sorry. I love what they did to Princeton. What happened to Princeton? <laughs> she can't get it out, ladies oh, and gentlemen. She can't get it out. I'm She's sorry. I'm sorry. So Princeton's president put out this big letter about how they're aware that the institution is systemically racist and blah, blah, blah. Like just all the critical race theory crap. Yeah. Right? And so the DOE launched an investigation into them for their racism. And I was like, that's awesome. It is. uh, If you look at the Ivy League schools, like Yale, Mm -hmm. like like Yale, talk about needing to get canceled. If you're going to play by the, the left's rules, like Yale was a legit slave trader. Like that university, like literally, literally paid for by the slave trade. Like the only reason exists is because, uh, what is it, Eli, Yale or whatever. And I think it might be Princeton where where they they actually sold slaves in front of the president's Like on the quad. (laughs) Like literally, hey, you too can stand where a slave stood. It's uh, it's no bueno. I don't want to. I don't want to short shift the uh, the crossfire hurricane of it all, the Jim Comey of it all, the Christopher Ray. I want to talk to you about uh, Christopher Ray. How is that dude still in charge? How is he? How is he running anything? Because here's from- here's what I don't know. Okay, and I'm not trying to defend him because I, I I'm I'm I wonder. Yeah, um, that's the same, but, same here, same here. You know, Andrew McCarthy, who writes for National Review, has, of course, been following this. He's a lawyer and a former prosecutor. Yeah. Um, so he's been following all this for quite some time. And we got these text messages, right, between some FBI agents who were commenting on this. And they actually went out and bought personal liability insurance <laughs> because that's- they were so so afraid that yeah. this was all going to come out, right? Yes, well, and, and they Andrew knew McCarthy, we'll get sued. Well, and, Andrew McCarthy was saying, yes, it's a travesty that, you know, we're just now finding this out, but some of this stuff is being held by the Durham investigation until they can question the people involved, and they don't want it in the public sphere until all of those people have been questioned because you don't want to give people a heads up on what you have. So like with this one that just came out, they were FBI agents, but Durham only recently questioned Brennan. And part of the conversation those FBI agents were having was about the um, the intel reports where certain types of intel saying Russia wanted Hillary Clinton because she was a known quantity, she'd done the Russian reset, were suppressed by Brennan and other parts were pumped up. And so when Durham's questioning Brennan, he doesn't want Brennan to know that he knows that. So you don't want that stuff in the public sphere. So I think some of the drip, drip, drip is because of the investigation, though I'm still not sure Christopher Ray is all that in a bucket of toast. So it uh, I don't like the way this is uh, playing out. I don't like the timeline of events because no. we, we keep seeing more texts from FBI agents and finding out more information that, oh, my gosh, the Steele dossier was a, a complete and utter fraudulent document made with people they knew to be, uh, you know, fraud. Russian and agents. Bought and, yes, and they were bought and paid for. And, oh, we know that this guy changed the, the context of this email and let them go, oh, we know that there was FISA abuse. And, oh, we know. Like, I don't think, 
And maybe there will be some October surprise. But right now, I am 95% leaning towards nothing is going to come of this. Like nothing. It'll come out after the election. Maybe some people will be fired. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to go to jail. I, they just had... It's, it's, when they wiped their phones like yep. and nothing nothing happened from that we're talking about like 27 phones you guys mm-hmm. where the government goes hey you all you all need to turn in your phones that uh durham wants to see those the department of justice needs to see your phones and they're like oopsie daisy I, you know what i entered the wrong i entered the wrong password like seven times and it got wiped oh yeah. my goodness i accidentally dropped mine onto a hammer and a vat of acid oh oopsie daisy 27 of those it's madness. It drives me crazy. I get so angry about it. I get so well, angry. And about I mean, it. the if if you follow the news, I try to. No, 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 no. If you follow the news and you're legitimately trying to understand the whole picture, because I mean, let's be honest. Some news doesn't look that good for us. Okay, all right. But when you follow the news and you're trying to figure out legitimately what's going on on both sides and and what the real deal is, the idea that the corporate media is not covering any of this is just such obvious malpractice that it's a little bit terrifying. Because it's not just Google and YouTube that can make things disappear. The mainstream media... The corporate media can make things disappear, too. Like one of the most. Well, I can't say that. Never mind. Well, it's and when they're working hand in hand, when they both have the same goal in mind, the same goal. Mm -hmm. Here's the goal. We're going to save the world. We're going to save the world. You people are too stupid to make these decisions. We're going to make these decisions for you. So we you won't even be able to see this other thing. We're going to we're going to put forth this narrative that you need to follow, and this should this is what you should be concerned about. This and when they when they and we'll talk about this in the next block too a little bit. When they start going after Trump, like he he's not going to he he's not going to go for a peaceful transition of power. He's he says wait and see. He said like really, we're still we're still talking about the not so peaceful transition of power from 2016. Right. It's been, it's been four years. Okay, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and you are going to smell what the rock is cooking, and it's some baloney. Hold on. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! It's a 15-minute C-block. It's a 15-minute C-block. There's entertainment and bullshit. Okay, we promised you this. We teased, can you smell what The Rock has cooking? When I woke up this morning having my coffee, delicious, delicious coffee, I go onto the tweeters, and I see that uh, The Rock has officially endorsed uh, Biden and Harris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, here's what this says to me. The Rock has enough money. He is he's okay. He's done the calculations and he's like, if I really make half of the country that mad, it doesn't matter. I've already got my money. And from the remainder of the people, I'll still make it. He's so he's fine. He's he's, yeah, he's got he's a set. few money. He's yes. Got a few money. Yeah. Yes. So that is wonderful. Here's the part, and this is what I what I tweeted. It's just and like I, I had one encounter with The Rock many years ago. He almost hit me with his car late at yeah. night Oops. in the Yeah, I was coming back. I was uh working on a screenplay over at my buddy's office in the Disney Burbank lot, and I was coming back from a meeting and this car turns the corner. You're supposed to go slow in the Disney lot. And this car, this like Range Rover, uh, almost hits me very close. Guy stops in time. I look over. Oh, it's the rock. And he does that little hands together namaste bow thing like many apologies. And it's cool. So I got no beef with the rock. You didn't hit me, rock. You didn't knock me over. I'm always surprised, though. And this is what I would say to the guy if I was in the room. I'm like, so you you came from nothing. You worked really hard. You were going to be a football guy, injured, bing, bang, boom. WWE, massive amounts of charisma. You can act. You got you you worked hard at that. And through mm -hmm. hard work, determination, and a little bit of luck, you have lived the American dream. I don't see why you would endorse the party that you know is going to raise everybody's taxes across the board. And you know it's gonna it's gonna make it harder for other people to live that same dream. It's the same problem that I have with with well, uh, they don't with Michael Moore it. and Jim Carrey and all this other stuff. It's like, hey, you got it. It worked. You're the living embodiment of the American dream. Why don't they you want don't, other people to have that? The left doesn't even believe in it. They say it's not possible. And that's always the funniest when someone who is in the middle of it tells you it's not possible. Like when Bruce mm -hmm. Springsteen tells you about how jacked up it is. Really, Bruce? Really? It's how it's really? it's so jacked up. Or that you how can't... about AOC? Yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah. It's it's not possible for a kid from my neighborhood to rise up and make anything of themselves. Hey, hey, really? hey, hey there, Congresswoman. Hey, hey now, Congresswoman. Really? How'd you do that? They're is lifting yourself up by your bootstraps. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Hey there, bitch. You might want to check your bootstraps. That thing you picked yourself up by. So I'm disappointed in The Rock. I'm not going to ask for a boycott or any of that stuff. But you know what? It's just, it it flavors everything now. It just kind of bums you out. You're like, oh, okay, that but, guy is I mean, surrounded by sycophants and he's misinformed. You know, it, it was actually kind of funny. Yes. I didn't know the Emmys were on last week. This seems like a lot of America didn't. <laughs> um, like, I just, I didn't even know because, like, I know almost no, like, no television shows. My exactly. kids don't even watch current television shows. They watch reruns of things like Scrubs on Netflix because they were actually funny. Yeah. Like, my kids are all below 25 and they're not engaging with the current culture. They're engaging with things that you and I laughed at in the nineties. Well, here's, do you know who one of the big winners was? Uh, and no. it was like the first, the first time in, in Emmy history, they won in all four categories. Hmm. It was, it's a show called Shit's Creek with, uh, Eugene Levy who you've seen on TV many times. He was born out mm -hmm. of the uh, second city, started in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, Maureen, Maureen O'Hara is in the show, too. And it's just comedy. It's just straight comedy. There's no big message. There's no political blah, 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 blah. And I find it very... Yeah, yeah. And encouraging that, like, hey, while the rest of you guys were trying to, like, subtly tell me how to think and while you the rest of you were trying to steer me in a direction politically and you were trying to narrate to me how I should think and feel here comes this little comedy out of uh, uh, Canada 
just made by people who are like, no, it, this will be hilarious. These people used to be rich, and now they're poor, and they're having adventures. And that's the big winner from well, the Well, I mean, Emmys. it's like, what was it? Faulty Towers just used to be funny. Oh, um, yeah. You know, to be God's honest, when I was growing up, SNL was just funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just like I have not. We were actually talking with a bunch of friends the other night, and like one of the more recent, and it's not even that recent, like blue collar comedy tour is the last things we doubled over at, or Robin Williams. Yes, you know, I mean, and if you look at. I remember in the middle of uh, the lockdown months ago, we've been doing this for six months, you guys. And I think mm-hmm. where it was like month number two, uh, Zookeeper with with Kevin James was like mm-hmm. the top trending thing. That was like, oh, that was the Netflix movie. It was just crushing it because people just want a cage. Like, listen, there can be just – for the people who aren't like students of, of, of stand-up comedy and don't really know the, the history of things. Like in the 1970s, the height of the Vietnam War, and you had, you know, Richard Pryor had started to really transition to a hip, cool dude and doing edgy stuff. And George Carlin talking about the war and everybody, the oh, the war this and the Smothers. The Smothers Brothers were doing uh, the war, the war, the war. One of the writers for the Smothers Brothers was a guy named Steve Martin. Steve Martin's very smart. He's like, everybody's going political. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go silly. I'm gonna go as silly as I can. Mm-hmm. Came out in the suit with the arrow through his head and skadoosh. So hopefully culture will realign itself. And I think that's what Shits Creek is a, a hopeful sign of. Like, nope, you can still just do straight comedy. You don't have to uh, do this. And and the other thing, and this ironically enough, is uh Star Wars. One of the reasons Star Wars, right place, right time, everybody was doing like these super political, confusing, the movies, the movies when I was a little kid, like they didn't have endings. It was always like these ironic, the good guy dies at the end or something happens like movies. With there was no Beatty. heroes. Yeah. Like the parallax view. Oh, he's trying to stop an assassination, but oh, he got killed and Charlton Heston dies at the end of the Omega Man. And it's like, what, what, what? And then Star Wars came along. And it's like, no, that kid is the chosen one. He's good. He works for these good guys. Everybody in a helmet, they're bad. The guy with the black helmet, he's the worst of them all. Really bad. (laughs) Now they're going to fight. And the good guy's going to win. You need that. I, I honestly think, and I may be alone in this, so I apologize, audience. I honestly think the dumbest cultural move the conservative movement did in the last five or six years is not own the Avengers franchise. I don't care what you thought of the movies. I don't care what you thought of the cinematic treatment, try, try, or quality or whatever. Sorry, yes. I couldn't get that word out. Treatment. Like it or not, the villain was an eco-terrorist. Yes. Yeah, a, Thanos a, and his great a, in his in his final solution. Choice eco terrorist, <laughs> and yes. every single one of the Avengers was pro life. Yeah, and if you looked at the Black Panther, the brother is the original critical race theorist. Oh my lord! I have to. I have and to. And the do Black a... Panther is Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> and I have to. This totally went by me. And I don't know if I should name this person. If if they're listening to the podcast, they know I'm talking about them. Uh, it's someone that I worked with, work with, uh, hopefully will again in the future as well. Very funny writer, talented dude. He brought it to my attention like two weeks ago. In the Black Panther, you have this this uh, small country, uh, Wakanda, in in Africa, so technologically advanced. And they could they could destroy the world and crush their enemies a million times over. They have all this technology and they have blah, 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 blah. They have the ships that hover and they've got this yeah. force shield that hides them. And they're so just next level technology, next level way of thinking, big philosophy. We can't interfere with the ways of man because of this deep philosophical. And then how do they choose a new leader who can beat up the other guy? 
Right. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most, like, talk about, no, you think they'd vote or they'd, they'd have some kind of a computer program that would say, oh, the graduate from this school is the most highly qualified. No, no. Even with the most technology at the highest, at the peak of civilization, they're like, well, I could beat you up, so I should be the king. That's, I'm like, wow, that never even occurred to me. That never even occurred to me. I was so blinded by the movie that that didn't stand out as like a, huh, that doesn't make much I sense. I know, but like, <laughs> why? Like, I know a lot of conservatives that watch those movies. Why didn't we claim it? Uh, why didn't we point out the obvious? Because conservatives think you, you believe in the free market and you think, oh, it'll all just work itself out. It'll all just work itself out. That's what the free market, right? That's what it's all about. And you think that that will be in Hollywood as well. I don't think so. I but don't think so. Biggest, their biggest blockbuster stuff, okay? Yes. Is always based on the hero of heroes, right? Yes. It's always pro-life. Yup. That's the stuff that sells in entertainment. Well. And if we would start pointing this stuff out. I don't know. Maybe we could change the politics. Well, if talk about, talk about the ultimate capitalist. The ultimate hero of the right should be Batman. Like there's a guy uh -huh. who's. Whose parents did very well. They invented stuff. They were doctors. They had these laboratories all over Gotham. They were international. They were the victim of a violent street crime. And the son grows up to fight crime because the cops won't do it. Yet, he still believes in the justice system enough that he's not going to take a life. Like Bruce Wayne for president. <laughs> right? He's the ultimate. He's the ultimate. Somebody has to have made that shirt already. Bruce Wayne for president. That'd be fantastic. And, Another billionaire. Yeah. And here's another thing. Like, the, the ratings for the Emmys were way down, which should just embarrass the crap out of everybody. Embarrass the crap out of everybody because... Well, I mean, that opening who... with Jimmy Kimmel, and I'm just sitting there going, okay, first of all, this isn't funny, and second of all, I'm kind of revolted by it. Y yeah. It's... Uh, it's wild to watch this whole, uh, Black Lives Matter just take root and flourish and just go like a wildfire and, and have the, the media carry all this water for them. It was a mostly peaceful protest until the gunshots started. It was a mostly peaceful protest until they started burning the buildings. It was a mostly peaceful protest until they looted the target. And, uh, that's like, there was this huge... Uh, did you see the pictures from that 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 big thing at the Washington Mall the other day by the Washington Memorial and you know people of faith oh, coming together? That. Oh, just tens of thousands of people. It was oh, good. packed, and they were they were singing songs and just proudly wearing their faith on their sleeves. And it's like I don't think anybody looted a Target. Like no, but I mean, difference. I also have to look at it this way, right? Yes. So, Ann Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel used to do the man show together. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you... That was funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was hysterical. Okay? Well, hysterical is a strong Carolla, word, but it was funny. Yeah, but I mean, parts of it were really funny, and some of the bits, you know, were oh, yeah. pretty hard and all this oh, other absolutely. stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was just campy and funny. Great, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla feels something in the wind and goes, I'm going over here. I'm building my own shit. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel goes corporate. They're yeah. still friends. Oh, yeah. You would yeah. think they would have nothing to say to one another if you listen to Carolla's podcast and then you watch Jimmy Kimmel cry on TV. It's uh, it's it's wild to watch. It's, you know, it's sliding so doors. But, I mean, for me, I look at that and I say, okay, I watch Adam Carolla and I think he's authentic. Mm -hmm. I think Kimmel's full of shit. Right. However, I think the people who are in Kimmel's camp 
think that he's incredibly authentic as well. That's like it's like the two realities. It's it's the two realities that we're living in. I'm sure the one people one person who, changed and one person didn't. This is uh this is true. Maybe uh yeah, celebrate the uh the Jimmy Kimmel wokeness. The Jimmy Kimmel wokeness. Okay. Before we go, I can't forget to tell you guys this. Uh mark it on your calendar everybody. October 21, October 21, Zanies in Nashville. I will be filming my uh, my stand-up special for Fox Nation. That is locked in. That'll be happening. I want you to come out. Of course, we're going to do the social distancing and yada yada. It's going to be all the safety protocols will be put in place. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a great, great show. So I want you guys all to come out to Zanies in Nashville, October 21st. Okay. Uh, what didn't we get to? I'm looking at my list. Oh, I wanted to talk about Halloween costumes, but we got some time to do that. We got some time yes, to do can. that. I got to look at the, I got to do some more research into the ratings of the NBA and Major League Baseball they're, and the NFL. Down. I, 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 it's crazy. Like, I don't care about anything. I, sh- I feel, I feel guilty. Like, I should have been excited that, oh, the Big Ten is playing. I, I just, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm wondering if you guys, care as well all right so we're gonna watch the debates on tuesday you know there's a new video that comes out every monday a new video that comes out on friday there's always great stuff at theloftestparty.com and you guys all you got to do is sign in and post the stuff that you're jamming to and when we stop this podcast i'm gonna put up a video for sunday a lot of people are gonna hate me for this week's sunday jams but this dude i found on youtube Let's just say I find him very entertaining. He does a cover of Blondie's Heart of Glass that just amuses me to no end. I hope you dig it, too. You guys have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Gimlet, any final words? Have a wonderful, everyone. Oh, that was cakey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want to eat lunch. There you go. We'll see you next time.